Hello, and welcome to the Pursuit City Church podcast. Our mission is to lead people to know the love of Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that you will feel encouraged as well as challenged through the Word of God. If you need prayer or want to share your story, please send an email to info at PursuitCC.com. Get ready to enjoy this message. God bless. Pushing you and challenging you to do things um, that are out of your normal, out of your comfort. Um, But I praise God because it pushes me to do what we are supposed to be doing here. We lead people to, we lead, we lead, we lead to know the love of Christ. That's why we exist. So when I was like getting ready for my message, I was like, you know what? You're just, you're leading. This is what we're called to do. We're called to minister. We're called to talk to people. And because he's put me in charge of the outreach, we've been able to minister to so many people and just help. And that's always been just a really good uh, way of, I've always had a heart to just serve the community. And so um, I'm thankful for Pastor Matt for the opportunity to be up here because um, we want to do more to reach more, right? So we have to, he talked about it last time, that we need to talk and we need to speak and we need to be bold. So I was like, you know what? Okay, fine, I'll go. I don't care, but I don't know. I'm not going to say I'm not going to be long-winded. I'm not going to say I'm going to be short. We're just going to, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about God. We're going to, I'm going to share my testimony and just give you some scriptures and we're just going to. Dive into the word of God, amen? amen? All right, so if he has my title up there, it's called Scars. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not a scary, it's not a scary message, but it's called Scars. And so I thought of just the word scars, and I was like, every, raise your hand if you have a scar. Every person, right? Probably the kids too. Every person has scars, or they have a scar. And I'm pretty sure you can probably think of one right now that you know the, all the details of what happened. Can you? Right, you can. So we can say that every scar tells what? Tells a story. So I remember, I'm going to tell you one. I'm not going to take off my hat because my hair, I didn't fix it underneath. I'm just kidding. I have a scar. I was thinking this morning I was driving. I was laughing at myself. The girls are probably thinking I'm crazy. On the back of my head, and I remember... Me and my brother, my oldest brother, Jesse, if you're watching, remember this story. We were playing cops and robbers because growing up, we didn't do VeggieTales. Our VeggieTales was bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? What you going to do? Does anyone remember that show? Come on. You'll have to remember. So we watched that show, Cops, right, all the time. So we were playing cops and robbers, and I was, of course, the robber. So I robbed him. And so I robbed him, and I remember he got me by the arm, and he swung me around, and he let go of me, and I hit the back of the table. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm bleeding, and I'm, like, scared. I'm not scared because I'm hurting. I'm scared because I'm about to get spanked by my mom. Anybody we know, Hispanic moms, right, when they spank, how many times do I have to tell you not to be? So we, I got spanked, and I remember her. I remember seeing the bathtub because my head was in um, the tub and she was rinsing my head off. And I remember seeing the blood, but I remember laughing like, oh, man, I stole from him and he caught me. Like, that's all I was thinking. Like, he caught me. So I was just, that's, that's something that I remember. So I was thinking of that. I was like, man, that happened like so long ago. But 
scars, right? They tell a story and sometimes we have visible scars. So we have scars that some people can see. We have scars of grief, of words that people have told us, betrayal. We have scars of abuse. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about that because there's one man that also had scars. And we know his name is what? Jesus. He had scars. So I was thinking, because Pastor Matt, last message, if you were here, he was talking, we're, you know, we're studying the book of Revelation. And he talked about when Jesus comes back. Remember, he said that it was going to be a new heaven, new place. We're going to look new. So I'm thinking, like, you know, when we go to heaven, we're not going to look the same. We're supposed to be without spot, blemish. We're going to be perfect, right? So I'm like, why did Jesus bear his scars? Why did he have these scars in his hands? And why did he have that? Like, what was the purpose behind that? All right. So we're going we're gonna to think about that um, as we read. Let me get my notes right here. See, I'm not really good. I don't really use my iPad that much. So I'm like, um, so I was thinking about like, why, why did he have his scars? So when we think about when that comes up, it's in the story of, it's a story of what? Doubting Thomas, right? Um, so we're going to read through John chapter 20, verse 19 through 29. And I'm going to, all right. So it says, that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. So before I read the rest of the whole story, I want you to, to um, kind of take a note of that. Um, they were all in hiding, all 12 of them. Well, 11 because Thomas wasn't there. Um, they were all hiding. They were all fearful, and they were behind locked doors. So Jesus appears to them, and he's standing there, and he says, peace be with you. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord again. Um, again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so, am I, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sin, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin. Is this, am I reading the same one? Right? Okay, good. Because sometimes, you know, it's mixed. And I want to make sure they got the right one. Um, I want to make sure I put the right, the right um, translation on there. All right, so Thomas wasn't there. Um, and he tells them, well, they tell him, we've seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. So I'm going to stop right there. So I have a question for you today. I want you to think about you, this. Is doubt, because what he's known as, Doubty Thomas, is doubt okay? Because sometimes... I remember first getting saved 12 years ago, maybe longer. I remember thinking and just having this like heaviness, like if I ever doubted God that I didn't have enough faith. And if I ever doubted God or questioned God or had anything, then I was doing something wrong or Christians are not supposed to doubt. You're supposed to be all like, you know, and we are, we are, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to experience things in our lives. So I looked up the Hebrew word for doubt, and it's actually question. So when we talk about the rest of the story, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about doubt as a, you asking God questions. Not doubting him, but questions, okay? 
All right, so we're going to go back and read. I didn't put the, the little timing thing. Gilbert, you have to show me how to take that off. Um, so he says, I won't believe until, um, until I, you know, put my finger in, his, in his, his hands and feel the side of his, the wound in the side. So eight days later, the disciples were together again. And this time, Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at, and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. And then he says, my Lord, my God. So I'm going to stop right there. Because it goes on and Jesus says, um, you believe because you see me. So when I started looking into, into doubt and what doubt means and what faith means and, you know, all these things, and I'm thinking, you know, sometimes we think that the opposite of faith is doubt, but it's not. The opposite of faith is actually unbelief. Doubts, because faith, we, you know, we believe. The opposite of faith is, is unbelief. So doubt sits kind of in the middle, right? So when I was reading the story, I was like, man, you know what? I like Thomas. You know why I like Thomas? Because all of them were afraid. All of them were in hiding. He was the only one that was honest about his doubt. So he's that person in the room. You know how they say there's never a dumb question? Ask the question because there's probably somebody in the room that's probably thinking the same thing. So then there's that one person that asked the question. You're like, oh, thank God they asked because I didn't want to look dumb. That's Thomas. Thomas was like, you know what? I, I saw Jesus die. I walked with him. I saw him heal, but he, I saw him die. We've seen the passion of the Christ, right? I mean, that's only a glimpse of what, but he saw these things happening. And I can be, I can be like Thomas. I've experienced things that I have, when I came into the Lord, I was like, I had questions. I had doubts because I was like, I've seen things, I've experienced things, and if I don't touch him or feel him, he is not real. And know that he was me. Personally, I needed that. I needed that encounter with God. I needed to, to see him, to feel him, to know that he was real, and that was Thomas. Because before all this, before all this happened, Thomas, he, he wasn't, and he, he's only talked about a few times in, in the Bible. Um, one of the, one of the, um, I have it on here, um, Lazarus in John 11, chapter 11, verse 16, Lazarus dies. Jesus is supposed to go back to Judea, right? And he's telling the disciples and they all know it's dangerous because people were going after them, trying to kill him. All the disciples are like, Jesus is like, I'm gonna go back to go raise Lazarus from the dead, dead. Um, so the disciples it says that they gather and they're like, Jesus, but remember, they're trying to kill you. And Thomas stands up and he's like, let's go with him. Let's die too. Like, I was reading the scripture and I was just like, I put myself in that, like, in that moment. And they're probably looking at him like, dude, like, seriously, sit down. Like, because <laughs> he was just like, oh, like, think about it dramatic. Like, let's go. Let's die, too. Like, they were just saying, like, they're scared, you know. So I, I don't want you to think of Thomas as doubting Thomas because he was brave. He, he was a follower after Christ, and he spoke up. He spoke up, and he was so honest about the truth and about life and about experiences because 
when I first became a Christian, yeah, I thought it was supposed to be cookie cutter, that these, you're supposed to be perfect and all these, you know, it, it, you know, you're supposed to look a certain way, sound a certain way, and do things a certain way. And it's not like that. It really isn't. I mean, we go from glory to glory and we move faith to faith. But in those transitions, in those movements, we experience, we still experience pain. We still experience sadness, you know. We still experience depression, anxiety. We still go through these things. And so that's where Thomas doesn't move in his, in his doubt. He didn't move. He moved in his faith, really, to ask. Because the Bible says, you have not because you ask not. So if God, if God didn't want you not to challenge him but to ask, why would he say that? He wants you to come as you are. Come with your questions. Because you know what he did to Thomas? He challenged his doubt. He said, okay, you know what? Touch my hand. The most beautiful thing, because when my kids challenge me, oh, you better know, you better believe, my chancla is going to go flying at your head. You don't challenge me. Not even my husband. And he knows he's watching. You don't challenge mama. But Jesus, Jesus comes with just a grace. And just he tells Thomas, and he meets him eight days later, right? I'm thinking, like, why eight days later? And I'm sure... It was because if we sit on our doubt, and I'm, probably, I'm going ahead. I mean, I have notes, but whatever. If we sit in our doubt, it can turn into unbelief. So you, got, you have to know that I'm not telling you, oh, doubt God, question God. I'm not telling you, you have unbelief, you question God. There's no room for growth. There's no room for, for acceptance. There's no room for anything. But when you ask God questions... Your heart is open. Your mind is open to receive the truth. And so he, he, he was like, you know what? That's what I'm saying. Like Thomas, was, he was brave. He, he wasn't afraid to just, you know, to, to see God and just be like, you know what? I, I have some concerns, you know? I have some questions. And you know what? I'm going to be, I, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell, I'm going to ask God. And he did. And, and Jesus loved him. Yes, he says at the end of that verse, he tells him, um, you believe because you see, and blessed are those that see, that don't believe, but, I mean, that don't see, but they still believe. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But e even in that scripture, we can take it wrong. Like, oh, you see, you're not blessed, you know, because you're, you're believing only because you saw something. There is a special blessing, don't get me wrong, when we walk by faith, not by sight. Because we've all experienced it. And, and I'm not going to lie, there, there is a special blessing, but God will still bless you whenever you still need that proof of a resurrection. Like he gave him that physical proof, like you need it, all right, here. So if you need that proof, if you need that physical, if you need to come to God and be like, you know what, this is who, this is who I am, this is, he is not going to turn you away. He's not. He's not going to rebuke you. And actually, as a matter of fact, let's go to... Um, to, oh man, where is it? Oh, Mark 16, 12 through 16. I, I actually read this last night. I was like, ooh. I mean, it may not be ooh for you, but it was, I was like, ooh, that was good. What did I say again? Mark? Yeah, 16, 12 through 16. And uh, Mark Luke John, of course, we know um, it almost the same stories, but it tells you just a different perspective. So, it's, it's the same scenario. Afterward, he appeared in a different form. 
So this one says that Jesus appeared to those two men that were walking, right? So it's crazy because these two men come and tell the disciples, and they, didn't, they did the same thing Thomas said. Those two men that were walking and Jesus appeared to them, they went to go tell the disciples. The disciples did not believe him, what he was saying. And so I'm like, he, they did the same thing Thomas did. So he says, afterward, he appeared in a different form uh, to two of his followers who were walking from Jerusalem into um, the country. They rushed back to tell the others, but no one believed them. Still later, he appeared to the 11 disciples as they were eating together. He rebuked them for their from the dead because they refused to believe those who had seen him after he had um, been raised from the dead. And then he told them, go into the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. So I was reading kind of like in between, and I was like, man, in those two scriptures, in those two stories, he's saying, the disciples didn't say anything. Jesus enters, they didn't say anything, but Jesus, he knows all things. And he, he's like, he rebuked them, and basically he's getting after them like, you have, you know, you have these di uh, doubts, sorry, in your head, and he, can, he knows, he can see. So he rebukes him, but when Thomas voiced it out, and he, he didn't rebuke him. So what does that tell us? That tells us when we're quiet, when we don't say anything, and we stand up here with like a, um, I wrote on here, an honest doubt is more powerful than a false faith. And be, only because I compared those two scriptures and I was like, that honest doubt was way more powerful than that false faith. And because the disciples were in hiding and they, they didn't, see, and they even try to kind of pretend like, oh, Jesus, and then he comes, he's like, oh, yes, Lord, like, oh, we've been worshiping you this whole time. We've been believing you. This and he's just like, I rebuked that. You weren't. You weren't, you weren't, you were scared, you were fearful, and then you try to kind of like hide it. Like, I know all things. I can see that, you know, you were, now that I'm here, now you're like, oh, Jesus, you know, no. And so take that with you today, an honest doubt, an honest question. An honest question is more powerful at times than us trying to pretend to be, we have all this faith and pretend that we have it all together and pretend that, you know, that we don't ever question God. So I'm asking you again, is doubt okay? Yes. It's okay for you to have questions. Not question God, but it's okay for you to have questions. Because even there's another scripture where Thomas said, um, 14, 5, and six, because he, 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 it wasn't a question. He just was just, you know, I feel like he always had something to say. Well, he was just concerned or worried or just, I feel like he was always seeking more. Seek, seek, seek. So he wanted to, how do you, how do you find the answers, you know? You find the answers when you ask. When you ask the questions, when you seek, when you, when you search, when you find, and you'll find them. So John uh, 14, right, 14, 14. It says, because so Jesus tells him like that he's going to be leaving, but, and so he's like, you should know where I'm going. And Thomas says, no. He's like, no, we don't know, Lord. Like, we don't know where you're going. Like, what are you talking about? And so he says, we have no idea where you are going. So how can we know the way? And this, because he questioned, he asked the question, this is one of the most popular scriptures 
And this is written red. And Jesus tells him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So because he was brave enough, he was bold enough to ask, Jesus challenged him and told him the truth. So what is he going to do when you ask him a question? He's going he's to attack back. And he's going to tell you the truth. He's going to tell you what you need to hear. He's going to voice out just plain and simple. I am the way, the truth. Like, there's no other way. So we can take a lesson. We can take a lesson from Thomas, right? We're not going to look at him the, the same like, oh, doubting Thomas. Well, you know what? Sometimes, you know, sometimes we, like I said, we experience things and, and I, I feel like Thomas, when he saw those things, he, he had a hard time. Like he had a hard time believing it, you know. We go, in, we're 2020, right? There's so many things that happen in this life, in this world. I mean, you're talking about sex trafficking, child pornography, you know, kids getting murdered and, and peep innocent lives being taken. You know, we're dealing with the coronavirus and all these things. And I was thinking, why did Jesus bear his cross? Why, like, why did he bear his scars? Why? Because there's another side to your scars, church. It's not always a reminder of pain and suffering. Yes, it happened. But you have to know that there's wounds and there's scars. Jesus was wounded, right? And we, we experience things in life where we're wounded. But the scars are a representation of healing. The scars are a representation of, you know what? I battled, but there was victory. The Bible says that he hears the cries of the brokenhearted and he binds their wounds. And he speaks about victory. So I was thinking he, he bears his, his scars because it's, it's, it's the answer for the doubter, right? Like, hey, yes, it happened, but there's healing. There's victory. Amen. So there's, there's two there's two um, scenarios I feel like you can take from this. We're going to experience and we're going to encounter Thomas's, right? Each and every person, and I'm telling you, church, you have all been through something. But you are supposed to go through that healing process. Your scars is to bear witness your scars are your testimony. Your scars are for the doubting Thomases that need that proof, that need that, like, assurance, like, is he really real? Because, like I said, this world and what people encounter and what they see and what they deal with, it leaves them wounded. Worship team, you guys can come back up. It leaves them wounded, and they're hurting, and they need something. And so we're supposed to be that light. But church, if you haven't gone through that process of healing in your own experiences, how are we supposed to minister to the ones that are hurting? I'm going to share this with you. When I first got saved, 
I went through a really hard time because I was sexually abused as a child. And for a long time, I was, I, before I knew who the Lord was, I, I, I put blame on my parents and I went through so much. And then when I got saved, I still could not let that wound heal because then I was like, wait a minute, what? We have Jesus and and these are, th- this is what I'm saying about unbelief and belief. I would question God. Wait a minute. Y- wait, you control all things, but you couldn't help me in that situation? We do that, right? Oh, wait, but you st- you're God, but you still let that happen to me? I was a child. I was innocent. How, can you let, how, how come you didn't protect me? And it wasn't until I started changing it around and asking God questions about just life and my parents and how they grew up and generational curses and just things that follow your family. You really don't, you really don't get um, an understanding when you first become a, people don't really talk about those things, but it exists. It really does. And so I fought so hard for who I am today. And so I remember one day, I was walking with a friend and she was saying that she was abused and I was still going through my mess. Like I was still trying to figure out like, man, God, I love you, but I don't think you really love me if you, if, if you let me go through that. As a seven-year-old child, all the way to the age of 13, why didn't you protect me all those years? And then she asked me and I'm like, and she said, I'm dealing with this abuse, and I think I'm gay. And I said, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Because statistically, people will say, if you're abused, you're going to be a offender. You're going to do it to somebody else. Or you're going to be confused about your sexuality. Right? You've heard that. And they don't ever leave room to say, God can heal you from that. I say, you know what? I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Because he says you are a child of God. And you, but I can control who the woman I am today. So I bear my scars. I bear my scars because I know that there's healing power for the other person that's sitting next to me. Do you know how common it is to hear that women and men are abused as children? There's a heaviness. And there's so many people that I encounter and they think that the only way out is to reoffend or to do it to somebody else because it's payback. Or they think, well, you know what? I don't trust that sex, the, or whatever it was, whether it's me, I don't trust them because, so I'm gonna turn to women because, you know, hey, that's, that's all the world says I have, I'm gonna be one or the other. So Jesus, you're going to encounter Thomases. But then we're also going to be we're going to we're going to encounter them or we're going to be a Thomas. Which means you're going to have your quite I was a Thomas at one point and I actually enc- it's crazy. And I encountered one. 
And, I'm, and I will tell you, I know who, I'm not gonna say names, but she got out of that. She didn't go that path because I believe God used me. Now, this is a very sensitive subject because I'm telling you church, if this was told to me 12 years ago, I would have left the church. Because how do you deal with it, right? How do you deal with not, with, with experiencing these things and, and, and somebody telling you, you know, there's sometimes not an answer and you have to be okay with that. I had to be okay with not saving that seven-year-old, oh, that little girl. And I had to start focusing on the woman I am today. So if your questions, if your doubts lead to questions and your questions lead to answers and you accept the answers, you're on the road to healing. You truly are church. You're on the road to healing. So I want you to leave today knowing that bear your scars. Don't be ashamed of the things that you've experienced because this world has experienced so much, so much. And how can we give them hope? And how can we give them any type of answer if we can't even heal from those things? So I made a decision, no. I'm gonna bear my scar and I'm gonna talk about those things and I may not be able to tell them because they're gonna ask me well why didn't God save me in that moment I don't know I don't know because I, I, I don't even know but I know for a fact that God had his hand over my life because I went through depression I went through suicidal thoughts and I went through so much because it was swept under the rug right you don't talk about those things because it's shame it's embarrassment you don't say those things and I didn't realize I had issues until I got saved and then I feel like I had more issues because I was like man Jesus you're this big God you didn't save me right man I felt I felt so lost and that's where unbelief and that's where that doubt sat for so long church so then you when you come up today and when you, when you come up to worship, the Bible says for us to got to seek, man, the Bible says for us to knock, to seek, and you will find, right? To ask the questions, to knock, all of those are ways of us searching. All of those are questions in, in, a, in a different form, and that's okay. Because if you come with an honest, with an honest question and an honest doubt, God's gonna meet you. God's gonna meet you halfway and he's gonna bring healing. He's gonna bring joy. He's gonna bring understanding. And he's gonna bring words of wisdom. He's gonna give you, and it, it's gonna take time. I, I, it's been, you know, I've been saved for 12 years, like I said, and this, who I am today, it didn't happen overnight. It didn't. And, and sometimes I feel like sometimes I, I want to pick at that scab. I mean, at that scar, I want to pick at it. And then I have to remember, I'm healed from that. You don't have to pick at it. Don't question God. Come with your questions. Ask him questions. So before we, we I had other scriptures, but you know what? It's okay. And I said I wasn't going to get emotional up here. I was like, man, you can't be crying. 
can be a firefighter. You can be crying out there. <laughs> you know, I'm going to ask Jasmine and I'm going to ask Lydia if they can come up here. Um, now, these two women are, man, amazing, amazing, powerful women of prayer. And Lydia, some of you don't know her as well, but she's been helping with our food service. And this woman, man, let me just tell you, every car. I know Pastor Matt said it. She's like, what can I pray for you? And, and she prays, and I'm just like in awe, like in awe, because she has an anointing over her. So if you're needing prayer today, if you feel like there's wounds and you need healing, and you just need, you know, you need to come and ask questions, man, today is your day. To come boldly, come as you are, seek, search, knock, and just get some prayer, get some help, get some answers, ask the questions, be a Thomas, be bold, because God's not going to rebuke you, he's not going to turn you away, he's going to love you, and he's going to hug you, he's going to embrace you, and he's going to tell you that I love you, and that I've always been here for you, and that I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that my promises are yes and amen. And that I will heal you. I hear your cries. I hear your concerns. And I will bind your wounds. But you have to come. Thank you guys for today. I hope and I pray. You know, let's just go ahead and lift our hands. Father God, I just pray that every word that was spoken today, that you begin to just pierce every heart, Lord. I pray that whatever they're dealing with, Father God, whatever they've experienced, Lord, that you begin to turn those experiences into a testimony, Father. Because our scars have stories, and I know, Lord, and I, you want to use them for your glory. He wants to use every person for his glory, to make his name known. So church, you have a job, you have an opportunity to be a testimony, to testify that God is good. And he rescued me. And he saved me. And he chased me down. His love never stopped. He never turned away. He's always been there. Lord, I pray that you give every person the boldness to ask, to search, to just go after you, to be a Thomas, but receive the healing so that we can, when they encounter the Thomases, they can be that hope. They can be that light. We are thank you, Lord, for every person in this place. We thank you for all that you're doing in our lives and in our hearts. And we just give you all the glory, Father. Whenever you're ready, church, you can stand up. We're going to go into worship, and, and we're going to just, before we leave this place, we're going to just begin to just lift his name. But please, I urge you today, if you're needing prayer, come up. Come up and get prayer. Thank you, church. Thank you for joining us this week. Our vision is to plant churches that are life-changing. If you would like to support our ministry, you can easily do so by visiting our website, PursuitCC.com.
Also, follow us on all social media outlets by using at PursuitCC. Thank you and God bless.